Blog Talk Radio. talk show on the internet on Block Talk Radio. Welcome to 2014. This is the first installment of Radio Capicu here in New York City coming to you live. Today we have a very, very special show as we have just entered into the most patriotic week of... uh, (laughs) Of, um, of Puerto Rican slash New Yorkian uh, culture. We are uh, just days away from the National Puerto Rican Day Parade, and uh, we're having a very special event tonight uh, for you to be able to talk to the newly installed committee that will be executing the parade this year uh, here in New York City. Um, we are uh, very happy to have uh, Rosa Gutierrez and Luis Maldonado, both board members of the National Puerto Rican Day Committee. Welcome to the show, guys. We have you on? We have you on? Yes, we're yes, here. Um, Thank you, George. We're on. So, Rosa, you, very you much, are, George. from my understanding, the, no, you're very welcome. Thank you for being here. I know that you guys are in the busy week of the parade, and I appreciate your time. Um Rosa is the treasurer, currently the treasurer of the National Puerto Rican Day uh, Parade Board Committee, 
And, uh, Louis, you handle the marketing, am I correct? That's correct. Also a board member. That's correct. Also a board member, yes. So, I mean, here we are. We're just a couple of days away. It's must, it must be a very exciting time. The, the, the buzz is on the streets. Uh, the, it's Puerto Rican weekend here in New York. Um, talk to me a little bit about what's going on. What, what, what's, been the la- what's the last week been like, anyway? Well, actually, it's been a bit of a whirlwind. Um, we've barely had time to even stop and and, and think, but uh, we have a little, had a little bit of a uh, time to sort of soak it all in. And and, um, and actually, the last week has been amazing, considering the abbreviated time frame that we've had to work on uh, not only the parade, but the events leading up to the parade. And we officially got started in uh, the very end of Mar- uh, February, very early March. Uh, you know, those three months we've been able to successfully um, – you know, plan and organize not only again not only the parade but the six events. On March 21st, we kicked off um, the 2014 calendar with the educational leadership banquet, uh, and then uh, moved quickly to on May 31st. We had two events: um, the uh, 152nd Street uh, Festival in the Bronx, and then also the Rising amazing. Stars Challenge in, uh, uh, in at Macy's uh, Queen Center both on the same day. The following day, we had a luncheon at Sofrito Restaurant in Manhattan, followed by the Parade Mass. Um, and then last night, we had a beautiful uh, Taino blessing for Julia de Burgos, whose 100th birth date we are celebrating this year um, at the place of her, her death on 100, East 106th Street and 5th Avenue in Manhattan, and then did a very nice procession uh, which we are led by uh, the female group Retumba into El Museo de Barrio, where they read uh, for a reading of Carmen Rivera's Child of Water, which is a play about Julia de Burgos and her life, uh, and then followed by a reading of some of her poetry. So everything has gone off without a hit. Um, the feedback that we're getting from the community, uh, from all participants, has been glowing. Everybody's very excited and proud and they see the renewed energy and, and sort of the focus on uh, culture, arts, and education, which was our goal for this year. And so far, so good. Yes. We'll see how the uh, – we have a gala coming up on Friday and then the parade on Sunday. So we'll see if – hopefully everything will continue going well. Si Dios quiere. Como decimos. Si Dios quiere. You know, and, and, you, and you, you talk very briefly about these events, but I want to highlight a couple of things about the events that you just spoke about. First of all, Julio de Burgos is amazing. I mean, considering Capicul's uh, – culture's uh, footprint in the, in the poetry community. Um, it's amazing that, you know, that you're taking the time to recognize poet uh, who, who I, I don't think gets 100% of their fair due, um, but it's, it's amazing that you guys selected her, um, and, it's, you know, we're very honored uh, that you did that. Um, but the other thing, too, we, we uh, the 152nd Street Festival this year and the, and the Mass had a very special component where you involved uh, – uh, community service for the food insecure. Can you talk a little bit more about that? Sure, Rosa. Did you want to say anything? I'm, I'm sorry, I didn't understand. No, he, he's asking about the food drive. I don't know if you wanted to talk a little oh, bit about the food drive. The, we partnered with Goya and um, Catholic Charities to rate for a food drive, and Goya was matching up to 5,000 pounds of food. So we asked folks um, to come in with um, non-perishable items, to, and we were going to donate what we've collected to two food pantries, the St. Cecilia Food Pantry in Harlem, um, as well as an emergency food program at Little Sisters of Assumption. And that was very successful, and it continues even a week up to after the parade. Um, but that's partnered with Goya and Catholic Charities again. Um, and I thought that was, we thought that was a very good thing to do for this year to add to this year's parade, um, the list of events and things that we were working on. Right. I mean, you know, yeah. this Puerto Rican Day Parade has historically been, you know, a major celebration, one of the world's largest cultural celebrations, uh, arguably. Um, but at this time, you know, the board really wanted to also remember uh, those families that are in need, those families that may be living with food insecurity. And I que cuidar a nuestro prójimo. You know, we have to feed our neighbors, and, and that's exactly what we were able to do with our partners at Goya and, and, and Catholic Charities. Yeah, that, that was amazing. And the fact that the community came out in droves to actually meet that 5,000-pound minimum to be able to, to, be able to uh, allow us to have a 10,000-pound uh, donation would be amazing. Um, sure. 
So I, I, I know we're going to start opening up to calls soon, and I, I see a couple of calls popping in already, and I have a couple of uh, messages in the private chat. Um, I, I just want to talk. We, we talked about you guys being newly installed since February into the parade committee. Can we talk a little bit about the, the catalyst that, that, that happened, that, that inserted you guys as the board member as opposed to the old board? Sure. I mean, uh, you know, I think it's it's mostly been uh, in, in a pretty public knowledge. It's been in the press, um, you know, for for probably about the last year or so. Uh, the investigation that took place with the attorney general, uh, some of the questions and the concerns that were voiced by the community, uh, and they, they they ranged. Namely, it really started from perhaps a concern about the over commercialization of the parade. And, uh, you know, let's be real here. We need sponsors to be able to support and to be able to uh, help us fund um, a parade of this magnitude. I mean, again, it is arguably one of the largest in the United States, perhaps even the world. So that comes with a price tag, and and we are grateful for our sponsors and their support because they help us with that. Uh, but, But some were concerned that it was going too far, that it was losing its cultural meaning, um, that it it was that the parade was not necessarily representing the culture and that the celebration wasn't necessarily uh, perhaps what the community would like it to be and and, and even what it was in years past um, uh, you know and, and some specific incidents happened which we don't necessarily need to go into but um, but that's what really sparked it all and so when the new board came in you know all of us uh, it was really um, a very cool sort of first meeting because um, you know, our, our board chair, Lorraine Cortez Vasquez, asked us all to go around the table and, and voice sort of one element, one item that each one of us would like to bring and, and sort of spearhead in this new mission of ours. And, um, you know, a lot of us were had, were, although each person brought a unique spin and a unique perspective and some, and some you know, individual ideas, a lot of it were, a lot of them were sort of themes and variations, um, and and uh, so there was a lot of, of unanimity in the way we were thinking. And, and starting again with the focus, everything we do has to focus on arts, culture, and education. One of those three. Those three are, are the pillars uh, that was going to keep us sort of focused in our mission to be able to respond to the community's concerns over, over commercialization and where was some of the money going. And... You know, are we really representing our culture and our people with the pride, dignity, dignity, and honor that that's deserving? Um, and so that's sort of been our north star to help guide us along the way, and we've stayed very true to that. Um, it's really about that's, that's celebrating awesome. the, the culture and uh, you know advancing the community. Yep, and I and I thank you so much for stepping up to that responsibility because I'm sure. Um, each one of the board members uh, that has stepped up to that, to that calling has had some kind of concern, you know, in the past. And the fact that they're actually doing something to change it speaks volumes about how much they care about this institution. So um, I'm going to take the first caller. I have a caller from the 718. You are live on the Capitu Show. Hi, it's Papo, man. Papo Swiggity, just giving you guys a shout. Hello, Luis. Hello, Rosa. Hey, Hello. Papo. How are you? <laughs> Um, I just wanted to say that I'm very, uh, I'm very proud of the work that you guys are doing in having taken over the board. I remember um, my grandparents used to tell me, you know, Abuela and Abuela used to tell me about the stories of way back in the 50s and 60s when the parade was out, you know, when it was in Harlem, when it was in Spanish Harlem, and they felt like that was their parade. That was really their time, you know. And um, it, it was there were people that were fresh from the island, and that's who you know who was being celebrated here, along with of course, you know our uh, our people that that succeeded, our doctors, our lawyers, and all these folks, all these different kind of activists came together, and said you know this is the pride of Puerto Rico, you know. And then when they uh, when they nationalized in in '95, that was another like great just a, a great time for us. And then you know over the years people started feeling like it got really commercialized and things like that. And then even in my family, you know, uh, folks that had started dropping off, they started just not going, especially after I'm sure everybody remembers what happened in 2000 and 2001 when the media came and, you know, they were, they were showing all the, like, basically the wilding scenes and all this kind of stuff. Um, but I have to say that the feeling that I'm getting from this new board, I know, you know, 
Um, there, there are a couple of poets on the board that I know. Uh, there's also the owner of Camaradas, you know, which is he's at the forefront of keeping the, the, the actual Puerto Rican culture alive in New York City. You know, I'm really, I'm, I'm really looking forward to what you guys do, what you guys are going to do with this parade from uh, this Sunday and going forward. So thank you again. No, thank you, Pop. You know, go ahead, George. Sorry. Go ahead, Louis. <laughs> no, go ahead, go ahead. no, I was just going to add because you know you mentioned about the you know some of the parades past, and I think that um, you know when the parade was nationalized and and just because of the magnitude of the impact and the influence that the Puerto Rican community in the United States has had, you know, and across the entire diaspora. Um, you know, it's only fitting that we get more and more uh, presence and recognition and that the celebration grows because um, our influence continues to grow. We have tons of um, um, uh, very prominent ambassadors um, that are quite accomplished. Uh, not only, I mean, I guess the celebrities probably get most of the attention, but also mm-hmm. uh, when it comes to those that are in science and in the arts and in business, um, you know, it, it's also... You know, we, we, we Boricuas are making an impact in, in all facets of, of, of life. And so it just makes sense that, that we continue to try and build upon the parade and, and not let it, um, you know, so diminish into to something that we don't want it to be. In the state also, it's one of the things that, that we focused on in our meeting was that what, what was important to us, and that was that to bring back that family feel of, you know, mm-hmm. we're going to the parada together and we're going to celebrate what we do once a year, every day of our lives as, as, as Puerto Ricanos, but on that day, but nationally, they world to see us. You know, we, there's a lot of uh, negative, um, I guess, perceptions of Puerto Ricans, and this is our time to show them who we are more than just, you know, what you see on television. We're accountants, we're lawyers, we're, we're police officers, we're doctors, and we're proud Puerto Ricans. And so we, sitting in that room, we talked about what we loved when we were children, and that's what we wanted, the community back, the families back, a sense of peace and enjoyment on one day a year together as one big family. That was the goal of this board, to make that feel that day. Like we're together, you know, you know united together, you know, and that thing, that, that's what we're getting um, from the feedback we are getting, especially at the 152nd Street Festival. So we hope Sunday we feel that love again. But, but that was our goal. Right. And I have to say, the, the feedback that we had have online has been better than in previous years. Last year, um, I, I, I joined the parade for the first time in a couple of years because I had a, a negative incident as a, as a marcher uh, at the parade in previous years. So I, jo- I rejoined the parade last year at the request of our local government. We had just gotten recognized as a group uh, for our contributions in the community. And, um, and one of the things that happened was when we actually started marching, we led with, uh, with Governor Cuomo, and when we walked through the procession, there was almost nobody there last year. So the parade had a very hmm. poor showing, despite the fact, despite the fact that it was actually a beautiful day. So that mm-hmm. to me was like, wow, the parade has really changed, and and, and it kind of stuck with me. Um, when when uh, the changes happened, it seemed like it was just the right time for it to happen. It seemed like it was the, the community had given up on the parade already. It, it looked like it was over. Based on the feedback that we're seeing right now, social media has been a great tool to, to reach out to people and find out how they feel. I think everybody wants to get back to that good feeling, and uh, and, and people are talking about it. People are definitely talking sure. about it and the things that you guys and are like, doing. The events moving up. Mm-hmm, go ahead. I would like to add that you know, as of, as of now, we have 47 floats, 12,000 marches, 118 contingents. I think people are realizing this that we've turned this around and it's back and belongs back to the community. And in the outpouring of, of, of love that we felt, the applications that are coming through, the phone calls, it's been a labor of love, and, and you can feel it. Um, I think it's going to be an amazing parade, just the size of the parade. And we weren't looking to increase the size. We weren't looking to, to compare to other years. We wanted a quality um, and safe uh, parade, and, and in, in the end, we've got a big parade anyway. Um, but I can see from, from the people who are joining um, and the people who are working on this that that it's going to be back to what you remember as a child. And yeah, and perhaps awesome. perhaps even better. I mean, um, and, and, and not just, on, again, what's happening on Sunday, although, you know, that's sort of the culmination and, and certainly probably the biggest presentation of Puerto Rican pride, but just even leading up to it, um, you know, you mentioned the, the fact that we 
have one of our, our key honorees and key tributes this year is Julia de Burgos giving her, you know, the celebration of her 100th year, um, the 100th year of her birth, um, but also the Borinqueneers, the 65th Infantry Regiment, trying to really tie the parade to key causes in the community to help promote issues um, that, that, you know, we as a community not only need to be knowledgeable and aware of, but need to help champion and support to move this, you know, certain causes ahead. So uh, we'd like to think that we've had a little bit to do with the fact that uh, Congress did um, just recently, uh, both the House and the Senate did approve the bills to award the Borinqueneers the Congressional Gold Medal. Uh, and then that's um, due to be signed next week by President Barack Obama. Um, likewise, uh, we're still hopeful um, that with Oscar Lopez Rivera, who is a political prisoner um, of 33 years, uh, we have, um, you know, joined uh, several uh, prominent figures like Archbishop Bishop Desmond Tutu and several other um, activists in the community, um, both nationally, globally, as well as locally, um, to call for his release. It's about time, and, and so we've taken that on. Um, some other innovations that we've done besides the food drive uh, that Rosa mentioned is uh, the Rising Stars Challenge, which um, in past years we've had a scholarship program, um, and in this year, not only did we triple the, the amount of dollars that we've awarded this year from $10,000 to $30,000, uh, but we also reformatted the beauty pageant, um, what was just a traditional beauty pageant, into an event that is open to both young men and, or young women and young men, uh, but really focuses on professional development, on empowerment, on skills to help promote um, the future of, of, our, of our youth and our community. Um, and so we reformatted that beauty pageant um, to, to really sort of have a workshop that was focused on uh, interviewing skills, on resume building, on uh, digital etiquette, on the way you present yourself personally, the way you carry yourself, dressing for success, um, and mentoring uh, to help really sort of give deeper meaning to 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 the the event. And uh, now we have crowned just recently a prince and a princess, um, and and they will uh, yeah. be featured in the parade as well. That's nice. Well, thank you for your comments. Um, I got another call from the eight three two area code. Paula, you're on Tappy Cool Live. Hi, George. Yeah, that's not that's the Houston cell number, but I'm a I'm a New Yorker. I'm from the Bronx. I'm Sandra <laughs> Sandra Lamboy. How are you? <laughs> hey, how are you, Mama? Sosa? How are you doing? Hi. <laughs> Good. Good. Hello, hello. Hi. Aquí um, so I have a question. Parade. You know what I have to do? I have to lower the radio, I think. <laughs> no, um, yeah, you have to so, know. Yeah, um, so I actually have a question for Rosa. Um, I was wondering what kind of sort of checks and balances can the community look forward to um, in terms of what the board is doing to hold themselves accountable and um, in full transparency, you know, ensure that dollars are, are well spent and um, well managed. And also are we looking forward to an annual report uh, and an evaluation that I'm sure George can do via a, a survey monkey, a, yeah, one of those online surveys that I'm sure he can push through uh, social media and get thousands of responses on how the community felt about the parade and, and, and all of those wonderful things that um, nonprofits usually do to um, just really show that, that they're, they're doing the right thing, right? Yes, um, the first thing that I did in the first week of taking on this role um, that I thought was critical was create a, a fiscal policy and procedure that I presented to the board. And it covered everything from, from signing off on, um, you know, checks that are distributed, vendors that we use. Uh, and it included third-party agreements, which got, was an issue in the previous years in the previous boards. And, you know, every, every board member was made aware that they are, Financially, and they had a fiduciary duty to this to this organization, and it wasn't just the responsibility of the treasurer, but the whole entire board, the 14 people who took on this role. Um, and some of the checks and balances were, you know, simple as segregation of duties. Um, right. You know, having right. more than one party review a contract. We have attorneys on the board, but we have more than one attorney on the board, um, and it's a constant two people on an email kind of process. Lewis and I work a lot on some things, 
Yulia Martinez works and I work on other things so that there is full disclosure and full transparency on every transaction. Um, you know, when we took over this board, there was a box that, that mm-hmm. I was handed that covered 30 years of this parade. At home, in my, in my area, I have four boxes, and it's only been 12 weeks. That's wow. how much documentation we have been maintaining. I call it uh, in the town, I, I, it's central, I, I call it my central office for the board <laughs> here, but I have a ton of paperwork and audit trails. Um, we, 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 uh, we board a system to work with that does checks and balances. We have a bank statement, we reconcile. Um, the person who gets the money isn't the person who reconciles the bank statement. Simple stuff is right, as right. we should be doing. Right. But full disclosure, transparency, communication um, is all key. You know, if there are agreements, they have to be signed, and, you know, they have to be vetted, and they have to be signed. Simple, straightforward, the way you would run any other corporation in, in, here in America, on the island, anywhere, that's what we did. This is a corporation when it comes to financials and any documentation. Oh, that's right. great, and that's so that's really good to hear. And, you know, and I, I just can't um, also emphasize the importance of an annual report um, and an evaluation. Um, because we considering do. George, uh, that I just cannot wait for that because George has um, sort of the magic recipe, right? He's out there. He, he knows how to do this. And through these online surveys, I can imagine you won't get, you know, thousands of surveys back that you can use in your annual report um, for Absolutely. good feedback. So I, I am just so excited about this. And, and George is just, I'm such a fan. Um, you guys are obviously doing the right thing if George is on board. That's it, you know? Thank you. Thank you. Awesome. <laughs> Thank you. No, I was just going to say, George, if I get at one thing, um, to, to, to the, the great answer, Rosa gave, um, in this year of the rebuilding, besides all the sort of, um, just generally accepted principles and accounting and finance and everything else that we've implemented this year just to keep everything above board and, and, and keep everything straight. Um, you know, in years past, there was the, the board had hired a, a marketing company that handled quite a, a few of the operations. And this year, in this rebuilding year, at least in this first year and with the new board, all of us have been a very, very active and hands-on board. Uh, we've done this ourselves um, with the help of some, uh, a couple of consultants that have um, been crucial um, in helping us with administrative duties, but we have been very, very hands-on. As she mentioned, you know, we've worked with very, you know, all of us worked very much in concert, um, each one sort of applying our own ex- areas of expertise, um, but it's not something that we, we hired another company to do it for us. We did it ourselves. Um, We'll see what we do next year. Uh, we might take a different tact just because all of us have day jobs and we have to, um, you know, sort of yeah, keep that as well. Uh, but this year, in this critical year, we needed to be very hands-on to understand the operations of the parade, how it worked, how things should be going forward, how to build, and, and then we can proceed from there. So I wanted to mention that. That's another way that we are absolutely keeping um, the accountability and the transparency and, and the integrity of the parade alive. Right. Absolutely, and, and the feedback is going to come clearly through social media. I mean, people are going to let you know how they feel about the parade. I feel like the, the, the lead-up to the parade has been very positive. And, you know, it remains to be seen, but people also need to understand that you guys just came in three months ago, so we got to give you a break. Yep. We have to make sure that you guys get the proper support and that we support you as a community in order to make this happen. Mm-hmm. Um, I want to kind of you. shift the gears a little bit um, and, and talk a little bit about the, uh, the, the, the honorees and things of that nature. Um, I know that Guanica is the town that we are honoring this year, uh, El Pueblo de las Doce Calles. Um, talk to me a little bit about that. I got to meet the mayor at one of the press uh, conferences. <laughs> Pretty cool guy. Um, Guanica is a beautiful town. Um, talk about the historical significance about, of, of Guanica and why it's such an important part of this year's parade. Sure. Well, this year they're also celebrating their centennial. Uh, so that's that's nice. mainly the reason why they were selected because it was a hundred years of their their founding as, a, as their own municipality, um, but they've also had quite a you know f- few significant moments throughout history um, of Puerto Rico and perhaps even the United States. Um, you know they they were very you know played an important role in the Spanish American War and uh, there were some other you know uh, 
historically significant um, sort of milestones, I guess you could say, um, that took place there. Um, they're also known as La, El Pueblo de la, la Amistad. Um, they are, everybody we've met have been very friendly, so I, I can't argue with that. <laughs> um, but then also, um, just really sort of vibrant uh, from from what we're learning about Guanica, uh, very vibrant um, uh, in the arts. Um, we have chilled, you know, an orchestra that's coming out to, to participate. Um, so we're really excited about their participation. Um, they seem to have a very, very rich and tight community there. And so we're excited about that. Now, I'm all about branding. Anybody knows me, I'm always about the branding and how something looks on the web and how you present yourself is so important these days. I have to say, you guys did an amazing job with the website. Um, the website, for you folks who do not know, the new National Puerto Rican Day Parade website is nprdinc.org. That's nprdinc.org. That website will give you full information about the parade, the honorees, the hometown that's being dedicated this year, the state dedication, some of the parade flows. It has information about how to get involved with the committee. gives you a full outline of programs and events, special tributes. It also, this year, what I think was a really personal touch for me personally was the fact that you guys actually recognize some people who have recently passed on in our community. Uh, mm. I'm talking about Jack Agueros. I'm talking about Frank Espada, Jose Luis Feliciano, Ibrahim Gonzalez, who's actually uh, who's having a, a memorial on the 13th that we'll be sharing with you guys on a future broadcast. Uh, we're going to have a memorial for him in, in Spanish Harlem. Uh, Abraham Sato Laviera, Eddie Lavala Perez, and Elaine Rivera. So all pillars of the community, all people who I've known personally or met at some point in life, um, that was a really nice touch. Um, and, and hopefully we could find uh, other ways to pay tribute to them in future uh, events. But um, I thought that was a very personal piece. And then another piece that, that really kind of taught, speaks a little bit more to what's happening with the Boricuneas specifically and, and their recognition, you guys put together a Puerto Rican veteran registration page. And okay, I, one of my I, favorites. I'm, yeah, and I'm not sure why you did it, so I, I really want to get it from you, but I thought that was a really good. My father was a vet. Uh, my grandfather was a vet uh, in the Vietnam. Uh, my grandfather was in Korea, and my father was in Vietnam. So to me, I have a very special place in my heart for people who serve. Um, I, I wanted to find out a little bit more about the thought behind the Puerto Rican veteran registration. We, we wanted to give support to our veterans, somewhat like the Guarantineers, you know, that were not recognized. Um, we still feel that our vets are not recognized as they should be all vets, but we're focused on our Puerto Rican vets. I'm a mom of a vet, um, and so it's a whole special place for me. Um, and he served two tours in Afghanistan, and, and, you know, I'm proud of my son. And I know that there are a lot more moms and dads out there. Siblings were part of their uh, children who served in, in the wars. And so we felt that, you know, we give a call to our vets to join the parade, the march, and, and we give them their parade that they did not get when they came home, and, and so this was, this was the push, to, to find the best out there that wanted to march in this week in this year's parade. That's right. That's awesome. Thank you so much. I have a caller from the 917 area code. Caller, you're on Kathy Live with the National Puerto Rican Day Parade Committee. Hi. Hello? Hello? Who this? Hi, George. How Hi. are you? It's Cynthia. Flaco Coquito. How's Cynthia. everything? Hey, what's up, lady? How are you? I'm good, Flaco thank Coquito, you. For those for those of you who do not know, I say brand of Coquito, based here in New York. They are a very health-conscious brand. I, I love them. We've talked about them many times on the show before. But, Cynthia, what are you calling about today? What's up? <laughs> oh, we love you very much, George. <laughs> well, I, call, so I have a question. It's regarding music, because you know how I love music. And um, it's regarding a band that's based out of Puerto Rico. They're called Plena Song. And they're part of the Puerto Rican Department of Cultural Affairs. And they're a folkloric band, um, and they've done so many activities abroad, and I believe they participated several times in the Chicago Puerto Rican Day Parade. Um, they were able to get um, air vouchers for the band and participate, but every year when they contacted um, the New York Parade, they were always turned down. So is that going to change this year as far as like getting bands, folkloric bands from Puerto Rico to participate here and provide well, we, air we reached out to a number of bands. Actually, you know, there were bands that we that asked us to be a part of this, and we we we, we have done that, and we've helped them okay. to get to the parade. 
So, you know, okay. they can go on our website and, you know, put in their application or reach out to somebody on our website to let them know they are interested. But we've done a great job of reaching out to the community and to the local bands because um, mm -hmm. we thought that was important to give them the airtime um, right. and, and hear the great music. And we did receive, to Rose's point, we did receive um, quite a few bands, both here, you know, in the mainland as well as in Puerto Rico that did reach out to us. Um, the reality is that, you know, we try and accommodate as many as we can, mm -hmm. but there is, you know, there is a bandwidth issue, there's capacity, there's so many folks that we can keep on the stage and, and the amount of time that we have um, allocated. We'd love to, to take everybody, but, you know, at some point, uh, you know, there is a capacity issue. So there will likely be, you know, we're going to have to turn some away, but hopefully our intention is to, to be inclusive, to celebrate everybody and, and to have, you know, the, the wonderful thing is we have lots of talent out there. It's just a manage of how do we give everybody their, their, their due chance to be able to participate, and we're going to work hard to do that. That's awesome. Yeah, I, think, I think the problem with, um, with the previous committee was that they were having vouchers and they weren't sending it, I guess, out the way they should have. I mean, this band, Plena Song, has been around for so many years, and they participated in other parades in different states, but they just couldn't come to New York because the vouchers weren't being provided to them. And I'm glad that this is a change that's going to be made. Mm -hmm. So at least maybe they can participate in next year's parade. That would sure. be awesome. Yeah. And the best thing, you I mean, I did, I did the, <laughs> You're welcome. You're yeah, welcome. Thank you so much, Dia, for your comments. And, and, and what thank I have you. to say is for anybody who has, who's out there listening, anybody who's, uh, who's a band or a, or a musician or artist that wants to work with the Puerto Rican Day Parade, it's all about relationships. You know, um, the, right. the, the committee is doing a lot of things. You know, you have to go out there. You have to reach out. You have to introduce yourself to people. You have to support the event in a meaningful manner, not just, you know, come to the event for the free food or whatever, but come to the event and actually meet people and talk about what the vision is and, and, and create relationships. I, I have to honestly say that a lot of those that are on the board and off the board that I know that have been involved with the Puerto Rican Day Parade uh, this year are people that I have real relationships with. So it makes it easy for us to be able to work together and collaborate. So, you know, if they're not strong and anybody else who's listening, you know, come to the event in a meaningful way, support it, promote it on social media, promote it on your channels, uh, and become part of the movement as opposed to just wanting to come and perform. That, that's what I would suggest. You know, George, um, I, I can't thank you enough for saying that. Because although most, yeah. people, most people do come to participate, to show their pride, to contribute to the celebration, to add richness to it, um, but I can tell you that, yes, we have received um, uh, all walks of life, I guess you could say, whether it's performing groups, whether it's, corp whether it's spons uh, 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 corporate entities or, or marketing entities that really want to use the parade just for their own self-promotion. And there's, you know, to a certain degree, we, you understand that, you know, we're all sort of business people here. But on the other hand, that's not what this is about. Yes, we have 3 million people on, on or up to upwards of 3 million people on, on Fifth Avenue. And we have, you know, many sort of um, temple events that, that draw a large crowd. Um, and it's a great place to have your brand presented. But that's not what this is about. This is about the celebration uh, of the culture and, and unifying um, the, the, the people to celebrate. And, yes, you will get some promotion out of that, but that's not what your, your main goal should be. Your main goal should be helping to promote this, uh, to promote our cause. And, and what goes, goes along with that is when we, we, when we selected who, you know, or partnered who have in the parade is what have they done, you have to give back to the community that, that right. you want something from. So we looked at what they've done and, and spoke with them at length. So I think it's important that people realize it's not a one-way gift, that you know, you'll get your exposure just by being yourself and giving back. And if that's on the stage, that's great, but you have to – engage with the com community, not just with music, but in everything on all walks of life, you know, whatever you're doing, you have to get back. Absolutely. Important. I have another caller from the area code 214. Caller from the 214. Hola, George. What's up? Hello. Hi, Luis. Rosa, it's good to speak with you welcome, guys. Welcome um, to hello. Thank you. Uh, thank you. Thank you uh, for for inviting Capicu to, to be part of this awesome movement, this awesome moment. You know, my entire life, being a New Yorker, being a Bronx kid, El Barrio kid, the, the Puerto Rican Day Parade was a major part of the year for me. Like, that was another Christmas or another birthday, you know. Um, we would, yeah, no, we would all get together, and it was exciting. And I, I, I was always impressed by looking at the floats from the different towns, too, to see, like, 
how are they going to represent this time this year and stuff? Um, that that kind of disappeared. Um, and 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 the, my teen years, I started seeing a lot of commercialism. Um, right. And I think that's part of what has people a little concerned about what it's going to be like. So part of the one of the things that I've been talking with people about is this this turn at t- more towards culture again and history and and re- the things that we really should be proud about and shake our flags about and, and shout about. Um, and I'm a, as a poet. Oh, my name is Johnny Rose. Sorry. Hi, Johnny Rose. As a as a poet, I, <laughs> as a poet, I am really excited about Julia de Burgos being recognized because she's she's as you know poets talk about writing you know in the spirit of their ancestors and she is who us one of our ancestors you know in in our spiritual movement in our tribe of writers and speakers and people that stand up so it's great to see that that um she's being recognized by by the parade this year absolutely yeah uh, no that was something that we were very proud of and I, and I have to admit I had heard of Julia de Burgos before I got onto the the, the the board of directors, but I really didn't know much about her. And um, and I've learned about her, obviously, over the, the months. And I'm telling you, I learned so much more just by attending the celebration that we had with her last night. And, and what was truly, truly a treat, Rose and I were both there at El Museo, was that in, as part of the reading of, of, of Carmen Rivera's Child of Water, um, one of our fellow board members, Lorraine Reyes, uh, Rodriguez Reyes, um, actually played Julia. She's an actress. Oh, wow. uh, Lorraine is an actress. And she had played that part before, and so it sort of all came full circle that she was able to play it again, that she was asked to play it again. She didn't ask to do it. She was asked right. by uh, somebody else. And yeah, she took it on with great yeah. honor. And right. it was so educational for me and for all the, all the other folks that were in the audience that, that probably knew a little bit about her but didn't really know much. And that's what we really want to try and do right. is, is use this as an educational tool for uh, to, to to either remind or to to teach people from scratch about mm-hmm. the depth of culture and the breadth of culture that we have, um, I'm going to tell you. I have to say honestly, you know, we'll see what happens on Sunday. We've made we've put in these these sort of mandates and requests that we everything be focused on culture. But let's keep in mind, please, this is a rebuilding year. No, Things course. probably aren't going to be perfect. <laughs> uh, but it's a place to start, you know. Absolutely. And this yeah. year we have at least twenty, perhaps more. Pueblos of Puerto Rico, they're going to show up. Um, you know, it costs a lot of money for them to come. It's a major investment, and, and they bring large contingents um, from there. So that's probably why their participation has waned over the last right. several years, and we're hoping to rebuild it. And with time, uh, hopefully we'll get more and more um, Pueblos to join and, and in a very rich way. Yeah, I, I, I right. think awesome. half, of, half of the work is the overtaking that you guys are doing. But we have to do half of the work as the community and go out there and show yep. faith and family as families and, you know, go out Absolutely. there and, and be the new presence and the parade. You know, bring the 10-year-olds yeah. and, and bring the 12-year-olds and say, you know, this is ours and, and we're going to take care right. of what it is too. Um, so I've just been trying to encourage people to go out there as families and, and you know, abuelita, bring her the chair, a little fan and some That's water. Right. And, you know, and, represent. And more, and more, importantly, That's right. more importantly, let's show, let's show the world who we are as people. Let's show them the beautiful uh-huh. side of us. Let's not wear let's not wear flags with cookies on them. Let's yeah, not rip oh, our clothes up. Flag. No. <laughs> it's not cute. No bikinis. Yeah, no flag bikinis for sure. No flag bikinis for you. I mean I can't even tell you. You know what, uh, Johnny, you brought up uh, again we keep talking about Julio de Burgos. I wanna play a piece that's on the website right now, uh, by our good friend um La Bruja. It's called Querida Julia. I want to play that piece just to kind of get go into context. And then we're going to come back after that, and we're going to wrap up uh, with a couple of very important points about uh, what's going to happen on Sunday. So I want to play this really quick. Um, here we go. Querida Julia. Querida Julia, despierto pensando en tus porqués, envuelto en respuestas de esclavitud. No llores, Julia, que eres una reina. Tu nombre baila en mi boca y tus poemas en mi cabeza. Vives, Julia, no estás muerta. Hasta los aves de la madrugada abren sus alas para ti. Pronuncian tus poemas en canto. No eras loca, 
pero revolucionaria, nuestra incomprendida bohemia, soltera nunca, con ti misma estabas casada, casada con la luna, el sol y todas las estrellas, amada por una perla gloriosa que nunca duerme, entiendes, bella Julia, tu importancia, porque entre tu espíritu y la eternidad no hay distancia. Deep. I love it. And of course, at that particular exact moment, my applause button does not work. I did it again. <laughs> <laughs> there you go. <laughs> Anything that can go wrong, go wrong at times. Um, that was a beautiful piece. Um, I love the fact that when I went to the website, it just auto-played and it just put me in a different place. Um, it really sets the tone for the website and for this year's parade. Again, I just can't say enough. I'm proud of you guys. I hope and, 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 and continue to, to expect great things coming from this committee. Um, the one question I have, the only, the only gripe that I'm going to actually talk about publicly um, is the parade coverage on Fox 5. <laughs> Let's talk about that for a second. I just wanted to know um, how much influence is the parade, because you may not have to, uh, influence at all, but how much influence is the parade committee or the contingent have on how it's covered. Uh, that, that's been a really major thing that people have talked about for years. Is the, It's the same people covering it over and over. They're not Latino. And the people that they bring on and, and the kind of stuff that they cover, they don't really cover the flows. So they don't cover history. It's very cheesy and kind of gloss over. So how much influence does the board really have now that you're on the board and you're experiencing it firsthand? A lot. We wanted them to focus on the things they should be focused on, the culture, um, the music, and we're going to have one of the board members at some at points, different points of time on the dais to, to talk about the floats, not let the floats just go by and just be music, but more of what the towns that are coming or um, the cultural bands that are coming through, uh, and to keep on the positive side of what we're presenting, you know, our, our you know our culture. So so we we met with, not I didn't meet with Fox, but the group met with Fox, like Lorraine and like probably Lewis. Um, so you could add more to that. But we wanted them to understand the beauty of this parade and the importance of reflecting that nationally um, and, sure. and to point that camera in the right direction. So I don't know if we right. want to add to that, but that was yeah. important for us. Yeah, I mean, I can't speak to years past because I wasn't involved and I have no idea, but based on what I can gauge from our activity this year, the board does have a lot of input on, um, you know, the, the parade coverage. And we may not be able to necessarily dictate the talent that's featured from Fox or who covers from Fox because, you know, those are Fox's hiring decisions. Those aren't ours. I mean, we can certainly make requests. And, and, and I can tell you, as a good partner, Fox tends to try and, um, you know, honor our requests to wherever they can, at least, and, and that's an all sincerity. Um, but, um, but what they have been very open to and, and what we've done is had a series of production meetings uh, where we talk about the lineup, where we talk about the content itself and, and you know, the vignettes that we're going to feature, the interviews that we're going to do, um, the talent that we're going to have highlighted. Um, and, and we're working, I can tell you that there are people on, on our team that are busting their butts trying to write descriptions about each float so that, that, so that the viewer can have a sense of, of, of you know, a deeper meaning of behind the float and what's being presented on the float from a cultural perspective so that it doesn't, again, seem overly commercial. You know, perhaps that wasn't done in the past. I don't know. I can't speak to that. But I can tell you what we're doing now, and that's really what we're trying to, um, you know, it's, it's going to be in the, the quality of the presentation and the production, and we've been meeting with them several times. Um, and we will continue to meet up until uh, Sunday at 11 o'clock. And, and we have an actual well, board member in production that is, right. is, you know, Myra's, Myra's leading the charge. Leading the charge to make sure that they're doing what we, we want them to do, the right thing, and is to show the beauty of the parade and the culture and the happiness of the crowd. So that's what we're hoping is going to happen. Um, the, other thing, the other thing that we do, because, uh, you know, part of it's the Fox, you know, the airtime and the anchors that they provide. But it was the production, the broadcast production t uh, company itself. We hired a, a new company, and one that that special that has a specialty in in producing parades. Broad okay. again, the broadcast production, um, and so we're really encouraged. We've seen some of the work that they've already started doing from the pre-recorded 
segments, and um, they just give you goosebumps. I mean, we're so so happy and excited about what we're get, what the rest of it's going to look like. Well, you guys just saved yourselves a lot of trouble because I was going to videotape my grandmother watching the parade. Okay, ya siempre se queja. Mira, no me dejan ver, no me dejan ver el Bayamón, no me dejan ver San Juan. You know, record to record her reaction to uh to to another uh failed attempt at uh at displaying the parade. But I'm glad that you guys have uh have addressed that already. And I'm looking forward. I'm gonna DVR it so I could see it myself since I'll be at the parade, and uh, hopefully I can see myself on TV so my grandmother can smile and be proud. Um, no, I really, great. really want to thank you. I, I want to thank you guys for being here today. Um, I know I want to thank you for your partnership in terms of the community, just the things that you're doing with the food insecurity, with the scholarships, professional development. Um, you guys really make me proud to be Boricua, and I say that with all with all sincerity. Um, I'm happy to be part of, the, uh, you know, to be marching this year, to be in the parade, uh, and to be a social media ambassador. I, I think that um, that this year is going to be uh, the beginning. And I said it in the blog post that I posted on my Mama Boricua in Brooklyn. Uh, I said it. Uh, it's going to be a Puerto Rican Renaissance in New York. So thank, thank you for your partnership. I, 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 I just I just want to add one more thing. That hello. I just want to add yeah, one more thing. That we that we are partnered. We are partnered also with with Plaza which is the Puerto Rico right. Federal Affairs Administration on a number of things. Um, importantly, tomorrow we have a Puerto Rican creativeness for social change and economic development. So we are concerned with happening on the island um, and, ha- and, ha- and driving change, helping to drive change. We meet Friday with the mayors. I think there are about 30 mayors or that are coming from Puerto Rico, and we're part of that summit. So it's not just about a parade. It's about you know, helping to change what's going on on the that's island, right. the difficulties there. So just be aware that, that that's open to people um, um, to help, but, you know, you can't forget what's happening there and then how to help, you know, to reach out to help there. So we are we are working with PASA in any way they can use us. Right. Um, and right. Us. right. Another, another plug, because uh, it's important, is uh, there's another event tomorrow at the El Instituto Puerto Riqueño. Bueno, it's the IPRHE, the, the Puerto Rican and uh, Hispanic Elderly Institute. Um, Suleika uh, uh, heads that, and she, uh, she has an event there. So we're also, you know, trying to help um, extend to those that, that may not be as mobile um, and help them join in the celebration. Uh, but finally, just wanted to thank, um, you know, not only our sponsors, because like I said, they help us fund it, and that's a reality, um, but our media partners um, that have helped us really sort of um, get the word out to the community partners that have helped uh, us really sort of implement the change and that have helped provide their guidance and their support throughout the way without you know, all of the, the community in general helping us, we would not have been able to get this done in three months. There would have been no way, as talented as we are, we would not have been able to get it done in three months without everybody's support. So thank you so much. And, you know, let's see what happens on Sunday. And, you know, we have an open ear. Um, social media facilitates, you know, the, 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 the sharing of commentary. And by all means, uh, you know, be kind to us because, again, we've been on the job three months. And you know, nothing's going to be perfect, but it is rebuilding, and we look forward to your comments. Absolutely. And for those of you who have been following Copy Cool Culture, and you know that we're actually putting a lot of quality information, we're actually writing the script for Fox indirectly. That's what we're trying to do anyway. Que bonita bandera is the hashtag. You can share your bonita moments. You can share your bonita moments and memories on your favorite social platforms. That's Twitter, Facebook, Instagram. Others seem to be the top three right now. Um, you can share your moments, your thoughts, your insights, your anything, uh, using the Care Bonita Bandera hashtag. At the last uh, check, we were pretty much over 2.5 million accounts reached. I mean, this has been an amazing uh, whirlwind dynamic. It's all been positive feedback, so let's keep it going. Um, but pay attention to the feed because the feed has a lot of great information that a lot of people have been reaching out to me and telling me that they weren't aware of or they had never read in the book before. So, I mean, hopefully we're actually helping educate people as well. Um, and there is a tag board. Uh, if you go to tagboard.com backslash Que Bonita Bandera, you could actually see all three networks converged onto one page. Um, I have to let these guys go because they have a parade. <laughs> they definitely have a parade <laughs> to organize. Uh, they got things to do. I appreciate the, um, the, the time that you spent with us. Keep talking for a couple of more minutes, but I thank you for your time. And, and again, um, gracias por todo. All right. Thank you, George. Absolutely. So there you have it. That's the committee.
that will run the new parade this year. That's giving an applause. So I just want to let everybody know that this. Uh, oh, that went too long. <laughs> I want to let everybody know that this um this particular broadcast will be available on demand, so you could share it with friends and family uh, that couldn't make it tonight. Um, we definitely uh, appreciate you listening tonight on this very special episode of uh, Radio Capicu. We will see you on Fifth Avenue this Sunday at 11 o'clock. We have our own float. We will be marching in the parade, um, a great collective, uh, a coalition of great community organizations will be joining us. Uh, People who have supported Capicu in years past will be there with us, and we're going to have a great, we're going to have a great time. We're really going to have a great time, and we're going to show everybody, the world, uh, who we are as Boricuas. So um, with that said, uh, I just have one last thing to do, and that is play a song that, um, that is a theme of what's going on right now with Capicu and the parade and the social media experience and everything else that you guys are experiencing right now. Um, make sure you share, que bonita bandera hashtag, and I leave you with this. Let you know what's next to Capicool post-parade. 
of the most important thing that's happening significantly, significantly right after the parade will be our SOPA, School of Poetic Arts Recognition Ceremony that's going to happen at the Eagle Olive on Friday, June 13th at 7 p.m. The cover is $10. You're going to get to see uh, the first glimpse of uh, our School of Poetic Arts who is you know, taking their first session, their first cycle of uh, workshops that kind of uh, mentored them from a uh, poetic uh, process, the whole poetic process, from writing to performance to branding and, and, and uh, uh, social media. You're going to see a, a new polished product that's going to come up for the first time and do a, a great performance. Actually, not the first time. They actually performed last week in Fort Greene as a primer of this event, but absolutely going to be an amazing event where they're going to show what they've learned, you know, how they've developed, how they've grown since, uh, since they've been involved with our SOPA project. I just want to give a fast shout-out to Papo Swiggity, Johnny Rose, Keith Roach, who uh, are the, on the forefront of, uh, of that whole movement at Boricua College. And we want to thank Boricua College for giving us the space to be able to uh, express ourselves and to grow something great out of, uh, in the same fashion that Boricua College is. Um, so I just want to make sure you guys come out for that. The hashtag to follow if you want to know more about SOPA is hashtag La Sopa NYC. Um, it, it's an incredible movement. Um, these, these poets are so full of energy, and they are they are truly the next generation of, uh, of poets here in New York. So, with that said, we hope to see you again. That's June 13, 7 o'clock, Evil Isle of Pizza Lounge. Um, we're gonna have a great time. All right. Con eso, mi gente, vamos a terminar así, así.